Providing for your family is a top priority. But what happens when you need affordable health care? Christian Healthcare Ministries could save you up to 40% today. As a member, you can choose your provider without network restrictions. Sign up at your convenience with our anytime enrollment. Join a Christian community that supports each other's medical expenses, offering peace of mind as you prioritize what's most important. Enroll now at yourchm.org. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Dave Anthony. Today, someone is lacing up his shoes, getting ready to go running for president. Then again, Francis Suarez might decide not to. But the mayor of Miami, Florida, is considering joining the 2024 Republican race, which got two more runners this past week. Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. But Mayor Suarez thinks... He may be a fresher alternative than the other challengers to the GOP frontrunner, former President Donald Trump. Now, our conversation with the mayor was too long to fit into our regular rundown podcast we posted on Friday. But we want you to hear everything he said as he made his case for why he'd make a good candidate for the White House if he runs. So today we give you the entire conversation. And as always, we thank you for listening And on this Memorial Day weekend, we give thanks to all the Americans who died fighting for the freedoms we have in this country. Now, the mayor of Miami, Florida, Francis Suarez, on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Joining us on the Fox News Rundown is Mayor Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami, Florida, as we have just witnessed... Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, enter the Republican presidential race, making the 2024 Republican field a little more crowded. First of all, Mayor Suarez, thanks very much for being with us. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you. And second, what do you think of your governor now a candidate for president? Well, you know, I'm not surprised that he chose uh, to launch his candidacy from the city of Miami. Um, highlighting the very good job that we've done here in Miami, that I've done in Miami. And I'll tell you that if I decide to run for president, I will also be highlighting the job that I've done in Miami. You know, we have uh, lowered taxes to the lowest level in history. We've seen 12% growth, which is the second most we've ever had. Uh, We focused on keeping people safe, which is a problem in urban America. Um, We had the lowest per capita homicide rate since 1964. And this year, our numbers are shockingly better. Um, We have uh, we've gone down by 40 percent in homicides, 77 percent in shootings and and an additional 40 percent in contact shootings. So we've never been safer as a city. And and we focused on innovation. We're number one in wage growth and we have the lowest unemployment in the country. So it's not surprising that the governor would want to come here because we've created an atmosphere that brings uh, innovators and creators to this community. We've brought uh, two and a half trillion dollars in assets under managed companies to Miami. So a tremendous amount of people who uh, donate to presidential candidates are here thanks to uh, my leadership and, and what we've done. And we've also changed the politics of Miami. You know, he he decided not to do it in Jacksonville, where his congressional district is, because Jacksonville, uh, you know, the the, the candidate that he supported uh, just lost the race for mayor and it's flipped negative 28 for Democrats. While in Miami-Dade County, since I've been the mayor, it's gone plus 
40 for Republicans. So I know the governor likes to emphasize that he's a winner, uh, but recently uh, the evidence points in a different direction as he criticizes the former president. All right. So he is second in the latest Fox News poll. He's at 20 percent. Of course, former President Trump is way out in front. He has 53 percent. Your name was on the list of candidates they asked voters about, and you didn't get any support in the Fox poll. What will you do? How will you make a name for yourself if you decide to get out there on the campaign trail? You know, as a, as a wise coach once said, once said I got him right where I want him. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> which is, look, I think... What the, what's going to happen in 2024 is the country is 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 obviously first of all very disenchanted with Joe Biden's America, right? This is Amer- an America where the poor get poorer and where America gets America gets weaker. So how does the poor get poorer? Uh, with you know runaway federal spending, um, you've got a situation where uh, inflation is making regular everyday people have less purchasing power in their bank account and borrowing costs are going up. So. People who want to borrow money, it's more expensive. People who want to buy goods, groceries, gasoline, it's more expensive. So Joe Biden's America is failing. Uh, And I think we've also projected weakness internationally, um, which has caused, uh, you know, dictators like Vladimir Putin to take uh, risks that you hoped he would never take and put uh, the world's stability, uh, you know, in, in, in jeopardy. And then he's let China just run completely amok. We give China a trillion dollars of our wealth annually in the form of of a trade deficit and and, and allowing them to steal our IP. And they invest that money in our hemisphere and in our technology to destabilize us. So Joe Biden's America is completely broken. If he were to get reelected, the hope of the American dream would vanish. And then I think you look to the other side and and the question is, you know, you know, do uh, Republicans want to uh, give the former president another opportunity or do they potentially want to go in a different direction? And I think, uh, you know, when I say I've got them right where I want them, what I mean is, you know, a lot of the people that would potentially try to make the argument that we should go in another direction are well known and have not really gotten the kind of enthusiastic embracing uh, that you would hope if you're going to be the alternative. And so I think being a fresh alternative, uh, being someone who's relatively or, or basically unknown, gives people a starting point by which they can build uh, that alternative candidacy, right? So how do I sort of put that all together? I think it has to be someone that's generational. And I don't mean generational as like a buzzword. I mean, it's someone who's proven to create generational change in their leadership, which I've done in Miami. I think it's got to be someone who has a positive vision for the future. There's so much division and negativity in our in our country. It's tearing us apart. What do our what do our enemies want? They want us to be divided. China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, Cuba, they want us to be divided. That is our kryptonite. So we need somebody that can inspire us, that can bring us together. Uh, I've done that in a, in a city that used to be registered Democrat, um, and now I want it by 85% and 80% in my reelection. I think they want someone who can grow the party. And and I'll tell you that there aren't many candidates that can penetrate uh, like I can, uh, you know, voters under 30 that uh, that uh, Biden won by 26 points. Uh, uh, Urban areas uh, like the one that I won, right? And I'm the president of the US Conference of Mayors. Uh, And I think Hispanic voters who are trending Republican because Democrats have been completely incompetent in how they've messaged Democrats by calling them Latinx 
or by saying, you know, that they're as unique as San Antonio tacos, uh, which is what the former, uh, which is what the first lady said, um, you know, and, 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 you know, I think by contrast, you have the possibility of a Hispanic candidate uh, who speaks their languages, who understands the nuances of their culture and who can connect with them. Now, Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, has said said a lot of the same things you've said in his argument that he can do for America what he's done for Florida. He's talked about Florida being a success story, that he's turned a Democrat state. He won by 19 points in his re-election, that his Florida COVID policies is, and what he's done has driven Republicans to want to go to the state. So he's that leader, he thinks. What makes... Why not support him? Well, for a lot of reasons. I think the first is, you know, the, the the messaging is not positive. The messaging is often negative. And I don't think that that's what uh, people are looking for. I think when, when given a choice, people want someone who's inspiring, who's aspirational, and who can provide them a vision of a better tomorrow than yesterday. Um, you know, I think the fact that the governor has never spent any significant time in the private sector is something that uh, he has in common with uh, with President Biden. Uh, to be frank, uh, you know, and I think that's what causes him, uh, you know, to take a winning issue like, uh, uh, you know, parental control of, of children's education, which we all agree on. There's no reason why schools and not parents should decide uh, what uh, children are being taught in terms of sexuality, uh, you know, when they're young and and then make it into what appears to be something personal and and and, and driven by by some sort of personal or spiteful decision and get in a fight with the largest employer in his state and have that person pull back billions of dollars of investments and thousands of jobs. Those are jobs that would go to people in his state and that would employ people and create prosperity. But what I've done is invited people uh, to our city. And that's why we're number one in wage growth. We're number one in technology, job growth, uh, and, and we're number one in direct foreign investment. Uh, we've created the conditions for prosperity, uh, and which is, uh, you know, also why we have the lowest unemployment rate in America. You know, you know, he didn't announce in his congressional district in Jacksonville. He didn't announce in Orlando. He announced in Miami. Uh, and he did that because he knows that Miami is really the shining beacon of hope and prosperity and freedom uh, in the state of Florida. Now, in your state, you do, of course, have uh, the other side of this. The other day, the NAACP issued a travel advisory that your state is openly hostile toward African-Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ plus individuals. The Human Rights Campaign, which is an LGBTQ plus group, issued its own advisory saying gay travelers and minorities are at risk when they go to Florida. What's your reaction to that? Look, my reaction is, you know, Miami and Florida, for that matter, is incredibly uh, inviting and incredibly um, you know, a place where people feel comfortable and confident traveling. It's never been an issue. It's never um, been a problem in our community. Um, and so I think this is obviously, you know, something that's that's a political statement that they're trying to make. You know, travel advisories are serious. They're for like terrorists. They're for storms, you know, th you know things that create uh, sort of a physical harm. They shouldn't be used cavalierly uh, to try to make political statements. I think, um, you know, uh, everyone who comes to Miami knows uh, we were actually rated. This is interesting. We're rated the happiest city in America uh, and the healthiest city in America. So I, I think uh, to suggest that uh, a city like Miami or a state like Florida is not welcoming to everyone is just inaccurate. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. 
They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. You obviously are in a community that has a large Cuban and Latin population in Miami. We've had a lot in the last couple of years of focus on illegal immigration in the country. We had the surge of illegal border crossings right before the Title 42 border policy ended. The the surge apparently has backed off some since then. What would you do? What do you think should be done to deal with this issue? Well, I think everyone agrees that uh, first we have to secure the border, right? You have... Uh, not just a migrant crisis, uh, a migration crisis, but you have a fentanyl crisis at the border. And as I've traveled, particularly to the early primary states uh, like Iowa, uh, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Nevada, uh, and when you go to the cities in all these states, uh, they have fentanyl crises. So this is not something that's a border issue. This is something that's a national issue. And when you contextualize that with the fact that 80 to 90,000 Americans are dying uh, of fentanyl overdoses, that's the equivalent of a 747 crashing every single day. Imagine if that were to happen, that kind of uh, you know tragedy, the entire nation would be focused on how to stop it. Uh, and, and Joe Biden has not done that. His policies like catch and release uh, and, and the lifting of Title 42 have just exacerbated the problem. I think that's number one. I think number two, you gotta look at China. You've got, uh, like I said, a country where we're giving a trillion dollars of wealth to, and they're using that money to subvert us in our hemisphere. So whereas, you know, during the last administration, you know, you had uh, three or four problem uh, countries that were socialist and and, and communist in uh, in Cuba and Nicaragua and Venezuela. Uh, Now you have Mexico, you have Colombia, you have Brazil, you have Argentina, you have Chile, who have all gone to the left. That creates you know, that creates uh, suffering and that creates uh, poverty, which creates more immigration pressure on the United States. So we, we've got to undo that. And by the way, that's a, that's a strategic imperative for the, for, the, for the country, because what we saw during COVID is that a big part of our supply chain is in the hands of communist China. And that is a national security issue for us, including but not limited to uh, microchips. I think we have to focus on, you know, right-sizing legal immigration because immigration should be legal and orderly. And 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 in a city like Miami, where you have a 1.8% unemployment, you know, we need employees and we want Americans to do the job uh, that are available. So we have to look at that. Um, and 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 that's how that's how I would that's the the initial framework for for dealing with immigration. I guess I would also say that. As a Hispanic Republican, I think I would have a lot more credibility if I decide to run uh, as a negotiator, uh, you know, on this issue. And I also think it would take away the the, the argument that uh, any um, deal on immigration would be something that would benefit the Republican Party. On the left, there is a push for the comprehensive immigration reform in Congress, and that would include a pathway to citizenship for those who came to the U.S. illegally. What's your view on that? Look, I think the problem with that is that, you know, the, there are people, many people who have come to this country legally, who've waited in line, who have paid their dues and who have done it the right way. And what we don't want to do is, number one, incentivize more people to do it illegally. Uh, and number two, we want to be respectful of those who did it legally. And so I think, you know, you have to find, you know, there, no one really argues in this debate 
that you, there is a logistical way that you can remove those people from the country. Um, but I do think, uh, you know, we have to figure out who they are. We have to know if they're a national security threat or not. Um, and and uh, we have to figure out uh, what kind of status short of citizenship uh, they may be able to, to be given so that uh, they can become productive members of our country if we if we don't have the logistical means of of, uh, of deporting them. As you are raising your profile and considering a run for the White House, just the other day, the Miami Herald puts out a report alleging that you, as the mayor of Miami, may have crossed the line in working with developers, giving them uh, some support and cutting red tape in the city on a project, a Coconut Grove development project. And, uh, you know, you're allowed as a paid consultant, but they think you've crossed the line. And that's what the allegations are. Your response? Yeah, my response is there are a, a liberal publication that has been trying to discredit Hispanic Republicans in our community for decades. Um, you know, they allege that a meeting occurred that no one in the meeting uh, says occurred. Um, and, and that's the basis of their allegation. They've shown no evidence of that. And this is, again, you know, look, every single Republican conservative, unfortunately, has to go through this with the media. You know, the former president has been the subject of potential political prosecutions, even my governor, um, the governor of the state of Florida, they just put out an article, I think it was the New York Times, saying that he flew illegally or unethically on a private plane uh, with a donor who was uh, trying to influence him legislatively. I mean, this kind of stuff is just sickening. Um, you know, the last thing that the Miami Herald wants is is a, a mayor who's the president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors who has lower taxes, who has lowered crime to the lowest level ever, and who has created more prosperity than ever, uh, becoming a poster child for what Hispanic Republic Republicans can be across the country. I am their biggest threat. And because of that, they're going to do anything they can through innuendo, through falsehoods, through fake news to try to bring me down. And it's not going to stop. You know, and the truth is, you know, if you're going to run for president, I, I say this uh, sort of as I as I make these deliberations, you're, you're, you're going from, you know, in terms of being the mayor, because there's never been a mayor that's ascended directly to the White House. You're going from, uh, you know, uh, up and up from the maybe from the minor leagues to the big leagues. And you're going to get the 100 mile per hour uh, high heat chin music uh, from the press. Right. And, and, and you know, uh, you know, we know what print media is and what it has become in this country. Um, and unfortunately, they're into the politics of personal destruction and trying to hurt people that don't agree with them. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Mayor, it's Memorial Day weekend coming. We have the first Republican presidential debate on Fox News Channel in August. The contests yes, start early next year. When will you decide whether or not you're actually going to run? Look, the decision time is quickly approaching. You have to meet two criteria to be on the debate stage. One of them is a polling criteria of at least 1%, and the other one is 
having 40,000 unique contrib uh, contributors. That takes a little time. And so you don't want to procrastinate too much or take too much time. At the same time, there's been a lot of dynamics at play. And this is a very serious decision that I take very seriously uh, with my family. It's, 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 you know, it is a decision that, you know, running for president is the most uh, difficult gauntlet. I mean, as you can see by the Miami Herald attacks, right? It's the most serious gauntlet that you go through in terms of scrutiny. Um, and, and I think, you know, it, it, it's a decision that shouldn't be made lightly at the same time. You know, I'm, I'm blessed to be the first uh, mayor of Miami ever elected. Uh, I'm sorry, the first Miami born mayor ever elected in my city's 127 year history. And I was elected by 85% and reelected by 80%. Um, and I think that's because the residents know that I'm doing a tremendous job and I love the job that I do. But I also love this country. You know, my parents uh, exiled from their country of birth, which was Cuba, where a leader there told us, told, told them, give me all your property, give me all your businesses, don't worry, we'll make everybody equal. And they did. They made everybody equally poor and equally miserable. And we've seen that story play out time and time again. And my fear is that it's playing out also in American cities. And I think we need a leader who can channel the American dream and the American spirit in a way that can connect with voters across the country to inspire them to look boldly into the future. Well, it sounds like you really want this. I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to making the decision. And, uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, there's a couple of, of additional boxes that we have to check. And, and obviously, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a prayerful conversation with your family and your friends. And it's a matter of faith. Um, and then, you know, eventually I'll make the decision one way or the other and I'll let the world know. Mayor Francis Suarez, Mayor Miami, Florida, potential presidential candidate. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. New from the Fox News Podcasts Network. My name is Kennedy, and welcome to my podcast, which will, I humbly say, single-handedly save the world. You're welcome. It's Kennedy Saves the World. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.